Welcome everyone to the weekly spotlight from Diversity Naps. My name is Kabir Seth. And I'm Amy Kraft. And thanks everyone so much for joining us this week. Um, we are going to be covering the, Olymp- the Olympics and the coverage of the Olympics. Um, if this is your first time joining us, Diversity Naps is a grassroots coalition. We're made up of researchers, producers, parents, and educators. Our mission is to raise awareness and engage in research about the need for inclusive, equitable, and diverse children's media. This podcast is one of the ways we do that. We send out a weekly newsletter, and in this podcast, we cover some of those articles in, in the newsletter, and we hope you share that with some like-minded folks. Um, so this week, as I said, we are going to be talking strictly about the Olympics. And Amy, you wanted to to start us off. I'm excited for this. I did. Um, I think what's getting lost, like as we talk about specifically women in the Olympics, is what the history of women in the Olympics is. Mm-hmm. Now, I realize this is now like a 17-year-old documentary, but everyone should <laughs> look at a documentary called Dare to Compete. It's called The Dare Struggle of Women in Sports. Uh-huh. And I watched it in 1999 thinking, wow, I can't believe how recent some of this history is. So yeah. it's like, even though it's old, all the same issues are coming up. But I think it's really interesting. So to nice. set the stage, 1896, the first modern Olympics. Right. Now what's encouraging, 1900 is women participated for the first time. They represent oh. about 2% of the um, athletes. Com- com- competitors, yep, the yeah. athletes. And I thought like, oh, that's earlier than I would have thought. And right. two of the sports that we're gonna be talking about today, in 1912, um, aquatic events became open to women for the first time. And in 1928, gymnastics became open to women for the first time. And that, when gymnastics became open to women, they saw a spike in getting women competitors. So I thought uh, that was interesting. But now I want you to see if you can guess yeah. years of some of these other sports. Okay. Volleyball. Volleyball. Um, I would guess 19, let's see, 1956. Not too bad, 1964. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> I was guessing like post-World War II because like the women, uh, you know, like the whole war effort thing. Okay, let's... Uh, yeah, there you go. So right. we're coming into recent times. <laughs> yeah, wow, that wasn't that long. Um, okay. Women's marathon. Women's marathon. Okay, I think I um, I cheated here because I read, I read this uh, somewhere as an article, but I think it was like the eighties, but I want to say like 84. It, you are right on the money. <laughs> yeah. That was one, when I watched dare to compete that floored me because yeah, it's like, when I read women, women can run. I know. I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, but what happened was like early on, like there were women track and field events and I uh-huh. believe it was like that 800 meter race. There yeah. were some women who hadn't properly trained for it. Oh. And they collapsed at the finish line. Similarly, there was a marathon runner who like came in to uh, to the end of a race and collapsed. And it was unseemly. Like people mm. thought that meant women's bodies could not handle it. So mm. we are too frail. We cannot handle it. And like, so it was a real fight. It had to take, the marathon has a really unique history. If you go back and look at it of like women 
dressing up as men to try to compete. And it's really incredible. Um, So the first time a woman was elected to be on the uh, IOC executive board, the Olympic uh, International Committee. Wow. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess 88. 1990. Oof. Um, But, so here's what starts to happen as we get into, like, a little bit closer to our time. Since 1991, any new sports that want to be included in the Olympics have to include women's events. So I feel like that right there is a big turning point. Yeah. Since then, they've had summits on women's events. women in sports and are really trying to get more women to the games, which is amazing. But in other recent um, weightlifting, 2000, boxing, (laughs) 2012. Wow, boxing was just four years ago. Yeah, so in in London in 2012 was the first time women competed in all of the sports at the Olympics. Four years ago. Wow. Wow. So I, I feel like that table sets a little of right. like, like women have struggled to even be here. Yeah. So as we talk about women in the games, I, I feel like knowing that history, and I especially think like for women to know that history as well, it, it really, it's like, the, it was a fight to be here and yeah. we need to celebrate the accomplishments of that. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's like, um, you know, what we've talked about the last couple of weeks about pushing this boulder up the hill and like understanding um, the history of where where we started. My goodness, 2012 <laughs> is the last time they got to compete in all sports. Wow. Um, yeah, we might I think need to just rename this podcast Pushing the Boulder Up the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It could actually be a really good graphic. Um, yeah, the that's that's really awesome. I'm glad that that helps sort of um, give a background, but um, you're right. And sort of then I think in context, then when you look at like, like you take the women's gymnastics team who just absolutely dominated um, over the last few days, um, both in the team and, and the individual. And, you know, it's, it's great to see this super powerful team that looks like America, right? Like I, I thought yeah. it was so amazing to see this, um, they said as the most racially and ethnic, ethnically diverse group of Olympic athletes in team history. And yeah. So here's how we like keep pushing that boulder, right? right? Like this diverse gymnastics team, and now Simone Manuel yesterday yeah. winning, being the first African American yeah. woman to medal in swimming. It's like yes, right? <laughs> like right. It's just, this is a really exciting time, and yeah. I think what's important for this podcast is as we think about like all these people as role models to kids watching this Mm -hmm. exactly yeah i think you know the vox article um talks about there was a vox article that came out probably a week ago about talking about representation matters and you know like um especially little girls being able to turn on tv and see the gymnasts that look like them is is great it's amazing um and then obviously you know just white americans being able to see a team that includes more reflections of of the makeup of the country. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Simone Manuel was just, it was fantastic. The other thing that like, it was such an Olympic moment. Like I've been watching the last, I don't know, four or five days and staying up way too late, but like to 
a large extent, right? Like everyone who was supposed to win won, right? Like Phelps won and the athletes won. And I felt like yesterday we didn't even talk about Simone Manuel, right? Like all mm-hmm. that coverage on that race was about the Australians and the sisters competing against each other. And she just won it. And then it was almost like, I mean, I think NBC was so surprised. First of all, it was live. So NBC was so surprised, but they almost like dropped the ball, right? Like such a historic moment. I mean, it's fair to say they did drop the ball. It was like such a historic moment and they just didn't really, it was sort of like they interviewed her and then it was like over, right? Like we didn't even Mm -hmm. get to see her medal ceremony. Um, like we did. Well, I would, yeah, I read that the, the medal ceremony was more delayed than like in other, like if Michael Phelps, you get to see his right away, but for hers, you had to wait till the end of the Olympic. Oh, they did show it. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was way past my, but see, like, I don't know. It just, um, like there, it was like the gymnastics was already over, right? Like we known that when they were showing it in, in prime time, it was, so you could have just rejiggled that. And like, you had a moment there, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And I know you said there was an article or there was a quote today, right. From Simone Manuel. In, in the yeah. Post. So this is in the Washington post. Um, and I just like everyone should hear this. She said, just coming into this race tonight, I kind of tried to take the weight of the black community off my shoulders, which is something I carry with me just being in this position. But I do hope that it kind of goes away. This title black swimmer makes it seem like I'm not supposed to be able to win a gold medal or I'm not supposed to break records. And that's not true. And I think that that quote just carries with it the coverage that we're seeing mm-hmm. of both athletes of color and women athletes compared to men athletes, there's the expectations just, you know, as you talk about the gymnastics team, I think the Vox article touches on this too. That sport has been so historically white, you yeah. know, specifically. It's not that we haven't had athletes of color representing the United States, but in gymnastics, Mm-hmm. You know, Gabby Douglas, you know, kind of came in onto the scene. Right, right. Um, but I, I was reading about coverage of the last Olympics, and even Gabby Douglas, so it wasn't expected that she was going to do so well. So the coverage was focusing more on some of her white teammates. Mm-hmm. And then here she comes, just like, you know, like in the way that Simone Manuel did, um, and just crushed it. Yeah, yeah. No, for for sure, I think... Um, it, it touches on that and then it sort of touches on um, a bit of the ugly piece of of that when you see um, this this team that's so diverse there's been like tweets that go out about how this is affirmative action and um, you know this is how uh, that team was put together and obviously that makes literally um, zero sense um, you know blaming Obama for um, for putting the team together right this this is a competition we're out here to win and you know that this was probably the the best team that we've ever put together right it was a, it was a completely dominant performance um so i and, wonder about the people who tweet that nonsense could you possibly watch simone biles and right. say like yeah she took some white girl spot you know right. what i mean like it's just like no like, yeah the laws of gravity don't apply to her. <laughs> right. On the floor, it's just like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, it's just incredible. But yeah, I think, um, and then sort of, you know, I think you touched on a little bit is um, the 
the team itself, I think the coverage also of female athletes, specifically gymnasts, is has just sort of been almost not covering this athletic, you know, these feats that they're putting on, right? And like the injuries that they face and the um, just what it requires to do what they do is sort of almost ignored. And I, I think there's a New Yorker article, right, that touches on sort of this idea that gymnastics has always been viewed as these like tiny, tiny pixie princesses, um, you know, dancing around. And and if you watch Simone Biles or any of the uh, the U.S. team or that for that matter, any of the gymnasts, it's clear that that's not what's like. These are athletes. They are competing. And this is what they're doing is incredible. And, and the work that goes into it is is sort of ignored, would you say, in in the coverage? For sure. And I read the New Yorker article, which I think is fantastic. And then I realized how much the little play-by-play commentary during it plays into that. So mm-hmm. I am watching this incredibly strong woman right. flip over bars, vault her entire body up into the air, spin and land. But when the commentators are like, oh, oh, that little yeah. half there like oh 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 okay so that's going to be a half point deduction like suddenly it's not like like you do get the oh look at the strength look at the height like this is great but like you don't really understand the power involved Mm -hmm. and they might Mm -hmm. say like well that was tricky i would love like you know and this is where like everyone's loving leslie jones inserting herself into the olympics because she's asking the questions like what are the rules about that why does that happen what what makes that hard and i feel like she's the voice of all of us like why right Right. (laughs) Um, but i think we watch you know watching someone especially like simone biles flip across that floor routine up into the air and they make it look so effortless mm-hmm. that it becomes expected that it should look effortless. Yeah. And I think that that's where we're like, they're in their cute costumes. Like the New York times did a whole article about how much bedazzling is enough bedazzling. And, um, you know, and the, how their hair looks like the root posted a great thing about people yeah. saying Gabby Douglas's hair, you know, wasn't set right. And like, why doesn't she just do her hair more? Or there were these two very painful male commentators on Fox News talking about how all Olympic athletes should be wearing makeup. Because we don't want to see their zits or anything. You know, why Uh, can't they just, like, cover it up? And then, of course, the comments on that are like, great, when their makeup's, like, running down their face, you know. And then this was, I think, in Fusion. And then they cut to all these female athletes in this little video who do glam up. And they're like, so some women choose to do it. And that's great. We love these women. And they showed, like, no women who don't. (laughs) And I'm like, you're not making your point right, Fusion. (laughs) But it's sort of like the, oh, we love the little bows and they're all so cute. Um, And there was this thing in Time Magazine. You know, Kabir and I were joking before recording that, like, you know, there's a article every five minutes that relates all this stuff um but in time magazine martha carolli who is described in the article as the steely u.s national team coordinator right says what makes biles so good her bubbly personality (laughs) no i don't think that is what makes her so good (laughs) i know it it might be strength dedication talent right (laughs) I mean, it's just like though the that piece, like the time piece, doesn't touch on it at all. But like, yes, she's the steely coach. But like, 
the New Yorker piece talks about how she studies that rule book. The the um, Caroli studies the the rule book to to understand what the changes have been. She goes through and figures out what how they should put the floor routine together to maximize the number of points. I mean, all of this stuff I think would be fascinating for anyone to understand. Like, there's a part where they do this wolf turn, right? And that wolf turn, like, all of them don't look very good doing it, but it's worth a ton of points and it's worth them not looking that great doing it and getting the maximum number of points. And like all of these things are super fascinating and it, and it makes it very relatable to any other sport where you have to put in all this work. I think this artistic element of gymnastics has sort of been like it's board. It's, it's been um, built to, like there's so much focus on the artistic element instead of the athletic element, and right. so, you know it's it's totally getting lost. Um, yeah, and ice skating ends up being exactly that in the right. winter games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like um, they they and like you were saying, like how powerful they are and how strong they are, and the fact that they have to make it look effortless when they are competing in this athletic event. And you know, if you watched any other sport like the pain that these athletes have in their face when they're trying to do something. And like, you know, the gymnasts like are expected not to, to feel that. And it's, you know, they're jumping on this beam that's four inches wide. Like, yeah. And I feel like the hair piece speaks to that. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, if their hair comes loose, that might show off the effort that they're putting in. Whereas it's okay for Serena Williams, who I adore, to be right. like really like, you know, yeah. grunting with the, the swings, it, you know, showing the effort right. that must right. go into it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And then I think just like um, if we if you move away from the gymnast, right, the coverage, sort of the the sexist coverage that we've seen there was that one swimmer the the female swimmer that won and then they flashed to the i think the husband or the father or both and they're right. like and this there's is the Katinka man Hansu. responsible yeah katinka uh, hansu breaks the world record cut to husband there's the man responsible isn't that yeah. nice isn't that nice <laughs> Thank you, just, you, sir. Thank you, you sir, for having your wife. That, uh, <laughs> right? Can you imagine that with any other male athlete? Like, with any male athlete? It's just unreal um, that there's been that. And then just, um, I guess you you can go back to the, the gymnasts. Um, what else? I'm trying to remember from that. Well, so now I'm from Chicago, so I understand this a little. But mm-hmm. um, the Chicago Tribune posted about... Um, Wife of Bears lineman wins a bronze medal today in the Rio Olympics. That was their tweet. So it didn't even include her name. Then nice. you go over to the article. It includes her name, but not her sport. Because really, what's the headline here? Oh, my God, the Olympics has something to do with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is. Um, I think this gets at, like, pr- framing women in sports and again let's go back to the history of it do you like to understand how great these women are predominantly male commentators but women commentators do this too put it into the context of men Mm -hmm. so you know 
even the route, you know, which I go to, like, to be, you know, aware of the world called Simone Biles, the Mike, Michael Jordan of gymnastics. Yeah. And it's so disappointing. So you hear this, and then Simone herself just had the greatest quote. She said, I'm not the next Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. I'm the first Simone Biles. Right, right. So it's so much, like, can we stop comparing? Yeah. Like, it, it's just... It, or at least put it in the context of like women's history and sport. Acknowledge the accomplishment of these individuals. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love all the things that are trying to like flip it and just say like Michael Phelps, like fiance of the former Miss California, wins gold medals today in Rio. You know, it's like if you flip it and it sounds ridiculous, it means that it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. to do. Right, um, that's, that's yeah, that's well put. Or to call, yeah. like, Michael Phelps the Simone Biles of swimming. You know, you would just never do it. So <laughs> so don't do it in the opposite way. It's so crazy to me. Um, and then today we saw in the Times, it's not just gender. So the New York Times, Rio Olympics, Simone Manuel makes history in the pool. Amazing <laughs> photograph of her. We're off to a great start. Cut to article. Katie Ledecky's roommate at the Olympics is setting records now, too. Simone Manuel, who's sharing a room with Ledecky in the Athletes Village here, became the first African-American woman to win an individual event in Olympic swimming on Thursday night. So, you know, that's maybe a fun fact that you put down in your last paragraph. Like, tonight she's celebrating with her roommate, Katie Ledecky, who also won. You know, that would be fine with me. But just say, like, oh, you guys, you know, she's a black swimmer, but it's right. okay because she's tight with Katie Ledecky. Yeah, I'm not, like, what I don't even understand, like, what is the detail that we're bringing, like, the contextual detail, like, it's okay to like this person because you like Kate Ledecky. Like, just stand her, like, just write the story about her. And like you said, right. put it at the end. Like, they, t- they say that she's her roommate, and then they post Ledecky's tweet, <laughs> like... That will help you. That will make you feel better too. It was just so bizarre, and I get that. Like that, she wasn't expected to win, and um, you know, it it, it was a surprise. But then write the article that way. But that was a story, right? Yeah, this is incredible. Like how much she swam, or like all these amazing quotes in the post. I feel like the Washington Post wrote this story the right way. So it's like, go do that and talk to her. What's in her head when she wins that race? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. And I think that this all gets back to, now I have to find the quote of the head of NBC Olympics. Oh, yeah. So they talk about how women, <laughs> yeah, more women watch the Olympics than men. Um, and they say that women enjoy the journey, not the destination. Um, so it's very like gender stereotyping and um, it, I mean, when I read that and then I sort of reflected on the coverage I've watched, I was like, OK, now this I I totally understand why I'm fed it the way I'm fed it. Like it's it's just it's terrible. But like I, I get like I understand what they're doing. doesn't mean it's right. But um, well, be, because exactly what you're touching on, if we're saying like women are watching it women like miniseries and reality mm-hmm. shows. So it's like, 
really? You know, yeah. I know some women do. Like, I think that's great. But is that what we're watching the Olympics for? Right. And it also, I feel like it makes the job, like, if you just made the job of the sportscasters on the floor a little bit harder, get the stuff that's happening in the moment instead mm-hmm. of those prepackaged segments. You know, right. it's sort of like the NBC's standard way of covering it is all the prepackaged segments. Yeah. And um, this was something about the 2012 Olympics, too, again, and that Gabby Douglas coverage. Like, they didn't pivot to start covering Gabby mm-hmm. because they had all these prepackaged segments right. of right. the other gymnasts that they felt obligated to show. So I feel like that's such a good example of why that's not the only way to go. You have to leave room for the stories that are actually unfolding during yeah. the games. Yeah, that's exactly right. The stories that are actually unfolding. Um, and do I like the human interest stuff? Of course. I mean, I think it's really interesting to know who they are, what they came from. But there's also a study, which we can link to, about the language that's used about women in sports, like always talks about their relationships or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you see in those prepackaged segments, them doing totally normal stuff like folding the laundry. Look, we can be like normal <laughs> women at home too. Or <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I think one of them, one of the commentators was like, "Oh, they look like they might be standing in the middle of the mall." Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was about the the gymnasts. Like, aren't these like teenage girls so cute? They should be at a mall. Right. Right. I, it's like nope. Do you know where they are? They're at the Olympics. Right. That they work right. their butts off. <laughs> their butts able. off. Yeah. Um, no, I think um, the focusing on the human interest story, um, I think, it is important, but it takes away, I think, from like I think that whole piece in the New Yorker where it talks about Simone Biles not being able to get a perfect score on that one. Um, event because she crosses her toes like yeah. that is super interesting like I feel like any person would be like and it's something that like if you heard if like the next day you were at work at the water cooler you would like tell your friend that you'd be like oh did you know that because she you know because th- she crosses her toes and probably right. the person would say it back to you because they were like yeah I heard that too like like I think it's like that stuff um, the wolf turn that I talked about I think all of sort of like the technical piece or sort of like the the athletics that goes into it is just and like I think like I don't totally understand how I I know I understand all the strokes and swimming but like you know breaking that down to understand like why like why is the butterfly faster than the breaststroke or like what mm-hmm. causes that like I think stuff like that anyone would would be interested in and then understanding why that athlete like why Phelps big feet or why um why can Lede- why is Ledecky breaking all these um, records, et cetera? And like, what's it mean to have a fastball? I think some of that is just like you could put that together as a prepackaged piece without you know without much trouble, and and I think it would um, it would put them it would put everyone in this context of like these are athletes competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd so. even take the is there science behind cupping. <laughs> Right. The prepackaged piece for the summer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's going to be a craze that takes off. <laughs> I know. My cousin already started cupping. Like she uh, she came over yesterday and she showed me. I was like, okay, wow, that didn't take long. So I agree. It's, it's the next billion dollar industry, Amy. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, um, like we said, there were so, so many pieces this week, and we're going to try and post them all in our, um, in our, show, in our show notes. Uh, and of course, in our newsletter, we'll pick up, pick up the ones we're not allowed. Um, I think I think you know, you know the the we sort of we sort of covered the history of sort of there's the good the bad, bad ugly as I like as I like to say um, um, and and you know we've covered the good the good and coverage, coverage. Um, um, is there any other any other piece that we that sort of want to touch on, on that, that, that we feel like feel like even even you know within the diversity lines I think we think we've certainly covered the gender and the race piece. Oh, you know what we haven't really talked about is the body image stuff. Um, we've got a story on fusion oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Um, the social media um, backlash. Backlash and like they took a Mexican Olympic gymnast and body shamed her mm-hmm. because she wasn't built like the others. And then I look at this girl and she just looks like the same, like a powerhouse right. gymnast. Like to me, I like can't really tell the. I mean, yeah, it's so interesting that she's like being singled out for being, you know, just bigger than the other girls. Right. And this is where the internet can be wonderful. Is the internets are like you know, that's crazy, she's amazing. And I came across last night a woman who's competing in shot put, and she had such a good perspective because she's like, all of our bodies are made to do something. And you know, like when you see the diversity of bodies at the Olympic Games, you see that, like you see it in the Parade of Nations. Mm -hmm. Like, all these different bodies make you better equipped to do one sport over another. Right. So to have um, the shot putter say, you know, like she's got like this very big, strong body and she's excellent at shot put and yeah. she comes a shot put family. Um, you know, but I feel like her perspective is spot on. Yeah, that you piece know? was great. I think also that it's like just from her quotes, you can tell that she, um, you know, she's, She's like, yeah, I'm built to do this, and everyone's built to do something. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the the body image, um, you know, that that what happened to that gymnast, that Mexican gymnast, is just terrible. And it was it was good to see people respond back to to those body. Oh, and her name is Alexa Moreno. I want to give her props. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Um. And then I was thinking about this vulture piece too, um, essential Olympic gifts from Lori Hernandez, who, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she's amazing, but like in the post about it, it's sort of like Lori Hernandez is all of us. Like, and it was sort of like from a perspective, like she, before she gets on the balance beam, you can see her mouth to herself, like, I got this. <laughs> and, and then when she does the wink at the judges before uh-huh. her routine starts, I feel like even in the post, it's sort of like that is bad ass you right. know like it's really kind of amazing but the when it went up on social media when i found it on facebook whoever was doing like the vulture posting about it said just the the little post was like almost too cute and it's like oh god <laughs> <laughs> you just don't get it <laughs> um, but it's like you know i feel like for the women athletes who don't fit into what does an athlete look like mm-hmm. and, and for the athletes who do like who are feminine like you get it from both sides you know like yeah. there, there's the sexism because like oh you're so pretty you know like, <laughs> but you're an athlete don't sweat don't get your hair wrong right. or like you know like then you get body shamed or the people who um 
we'll say to like any athlete in any sport, like if you're in, Serena Williams gets this all the time, but like, oh God, why would you like work that hard to get those giant muscles? It stops being feminine. And it's like, it's because there's just this narrow idea of what femininity is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you watch Serena Williams in a Beyonce video and she looks feminine as hell. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. I remember um, somebody, J.K. Rowling, had tweeted out um, a picture of Serena Williams in the dress saying, you know, she looks incredible. And someone tweeted back to her, like, she looks like a man. Um, And she went right back at her and was like, would your husband look like that in a dress? Like, it was just so, it was like you totally missed it like you didn't you didn't understand it at all like go away it was just yeah um yeah Flat flies. right right <laughs> um yeah, yeah. The, it, i think um i think we should almost post a, like do you have a link to the history of like all I these do. i do the olympics okay. has a great um yeah i think it's important to, to yeah. sort of see this just because i think um, like you're saying, this thing happens every four years and, and people, I think, like if you miss the context of the history of where we, we've come from, then um, you sort of end up sort of only only telling part of the story. But I think that that is sort of a fascinating um, line. Like females have to walk this line of like, yeah, I'm an athlete, but, you know, oh, and like but it's too cute and like you should you know it's just like these are things that guys never ever have to think about right right it's just frustrating right. yeah it's interesting because i've been as we were preparing for this podcast i've been keeping my eye out on like sort of like how men get talked about and the only thing i could find that's similar is like how hot the male swimmers look in their speedos you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's sort of like i feel like the male swimmers get objectified oh, um, I see. but yeah. i feel like in every other sport it's just like yep that's what they look like they can make muscles in any way have any kind of body shape right do whatever it takes way. yeah exactly to to compete in you know the thing that they're competing in <laughs> like right yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was so. think, just thinking, like, Gabby Douglas has a Barbie. There's Barbie Gabby Douglas, uh-huh. which is awesome. Um, but would it be fun to have, like, shot put Barbie? Like, that would be amazing. Would and be just amazing. talking about, like, their whole line of, like, right. you know, different size of Barbie. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's get some other kinds of athletes in there. That would be great. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. I think um, we've we've touched on it. I, f- I feel like we could talk for another two hours um, and go through each one of these articles. But Well, um, the important news is Leslie Jones gets to Rio today. <laughs> so let's see what that does to the coverage yeah. of the next week. <laughs> we should just they should just put her on NBC or they should put her on the streaming channel. Like you should watch how, how quickly the uh, the ratings <laughs> go up there. Um, yeah, that's exciting. She's she's been awesome. Um, and so funny on, on Twitter, but they should give her her own show for sure. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Um, thanks so much everyone for listening. We will, uh, we will join you next week for sure.